When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Rock is so full of mm, I couldn't make it as a wise man. I really gotta take a shit. I think I just <laughs> found my new voice singing. This is uncalled for. The late 90s or early 2000s where it was like, Oi, I go to the prayer. Like, like, you know that? There's like that like weird like punk rock or like. That's like my favorite TikTok. Jimmy yeah. Butler had the emo hair. I don't even know any of the songs. I just remember they. We would sing like this. (laughs) The fuck are we doing? Just sing regular, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to New Heights. Hey, baby. Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the all-new Experience Smart Money Debit Card. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. We're your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Shout out to Northeast Ohio, baby. University of Cincinnati Bearcats. You know what I'm saying? Always repping. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast and follow the show on social media at New Heights Show with one S. Jason, why don't you tell the 92 percenters what we got coming up? Well, Shocker Trav, we got a great episode lined up for you, as always. <laughs> I knew it. We're going to talk about both of our big wins, Travis's occurring on uh, a completely made-up day, but we'll call it this just for sake of the show, National Tight End Day, and uh, the Name Eagles' a day victory. That isn't- All right, go ahead. The Eagles' victory in uh, Kelly Green uniforms, the first time wearing them in my lifetime, which was a, a pure joy. And we're going to talk about a little Kelsey family Halloween and uh, take a look at maybe the biggest storylines coming out of Week 7 in the NFL. But first, as always, new New news coming in hot. Yeah, yo. Jason's putting out another Christmas album. How about that? And if you want to hear more of that singing that you heard earlier in the show, that might be your way to do oh, it. Nice. Nice. You just made that our cold open. Nice. Well played. I mean, it was electric. It's going to get the people going. <laughs> Yeah, man. Jason, uh, Jordan Malata, and Lane Johnson officially announced that you're releasing the second Christmas album. That's right. The album is uh, coming out December 1st for all you uh, 92 percenters and uh, just anybody enjoying some good old Christmas spirit. Um, Second album's uh, proceeds will benefit the Children's Crisis Treatment Center and Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. There's going to be some more charities we add in there, but those are the two that we're for sure partnering with. Having some fun and uh, and making a difference, man. Travis, you know that we're doing this because you're actually on the album. Oh, shit. Yeah. I am. And I, um, yeah, we had a fun song. That, fun, that, that, that song was that fun. That song was actually pretty <laughs> sweet, man. I enjoyed Dude. doing it. The guys, the, the team came out and, and hung out with me in the, in Kansas City for, uh, for a few hours and we knocked it out and, um, 
yeah, I think that uh, they made me sound extremely better. It's pretty remarkable what they can do. Not saying it was good by any means. I'm just saying they made it sound extremely better than uh, than what I felt like I left that uh, studio thinking. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not, they're going to not use this at all. I don't know. This is going to be terrible. Yeah, they're going to replace me on this thing. Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick Kroll, the guy who uh, kind of does all the audio and everything for us, uh, he is a magician. I mean, it's it's insane how much he can doctor it up and make anybody pretty much sound good. Thank God. Well, thank you, Nick. So, yeah, we're excited about it. Obviously, a lot of work went into it. Um, got a lot of musicians involved with it this year. Uh, got more songs. It's a much bigger album than it was last year. Uh, we got some other added things that we're doing around the holidays, too, with some videos online. So uh, we're pretty excited about uh, Christmas time this year uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to hear the whole album. I know what our song sounds like, but I'm pumped to see the rest of them, man. Just go straight to the Jordan Mulata songs. And yeah, exactly. It's a special individual right there. <laughs> Not right now. He doesn't need a lot of doctrine. Well, let's get to the next bit of no news, which is Travis investing in the Alpine Formula One team. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go Alpine. Yeah. Alpine you, racing. You, you, you. You, Pat Mahomes, and Rory McIlroy. There's a lot. There's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people. It's not just us three. You three and many more are part of a group that's invested in Alpine F1 racing. <laughs> uh, how did this happen? I mean, have you always been a big Formula One fan? I have fan, not. Or? I have not. And it's starting to make its way to the U.S. And uh, I actually went to the first one down in Miami two years ago yeah i believe it was two years ago and had so much fucking fun that i have been itching at the bit to get to another one um you know me i like to go out and have a good time and there are a lot of fun parties and a uh and, a, and the race itself um is electric man it's uh it's just fun to be around it's a great atmosphere um and i feel like i've always i've always wanted to get into like sports like in terms of ownership in terms of just having a piece of you know owning a team um always you know had cleveland sports teams on my mind when i thought about that kind of stuff like the like the guardians or the Cavs, or um even kind of looked into uh maybe the columbus crew somewhere in the in the mls world around ohio um and even down in cincinnati with cincinnati fc but it was there's just been nothing that really made sense altogether and finally an opportunity came up um and we knew the right people and um and i'm excited man it's fun had a few of the uh, few of the guys show up in uh, Mahomes and uh, Kelsey jerseys to the race uh, down in Austin this past weekend, and you know I think it's just uh, who knows maybe I need to I need to throw on an Alpine racing you know onesie real quick get, get the things you know show my love and respect for those guys as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's cool to team up with Pat in, in another world. So Formula One, I'm not gonna lie, I, I know what the cars look like. I don't know. What the difference is between, other than the way the cars look, like NASCAR is just a big circle, right? Yeah. Indy IndyCar, which is like Indianapolis 500, right? Yeah. And then Formula, what is for, I know what the Formula One vehicle looks like, but I have no idea. Is that like in a stadium? Is it like? So the, the tracks are huge. The tracks are huge. And the next one is actually next week or two weeks from now. Yeah. It's the, actually the week that we play you guys. Um, it'll be out in Vegas and they've been, they've, they, some of the, uh, it'll be at night in Vegas, which in my mind takes me back to like the arcade, like racing games, uh, when you're like sitting there and there's like four, like arcade 
like uh yeah, cars no, you know what Dude, i'm talking some, about yeah, and you would awesome. like pick like vice city and it would be like it would look like yes. you're going through miami or something you what know was what I mean? the name this of that game that you're thinking of specifically i forget oh, what gosh. it was it was in every single arcade ever growing up there was the car one version of it then there was like the the water boat what version of it but it was like it was all like the same game gosh what was it called i forget what it was but needless to say that takes me back to like that because that's exactly what it's going to look like like these guys are going to be racing at night through the vegas strip how do you spectate that so there's bleachers. There's like uh, they'll have like suites that they like down in Miami. They had it all down at the the Hard Rock uh, Stadium. Okay, so it is in the stadium. No, no, no. So it just that was just like the lot of land that they knew they could like create a track on. I feel like got it. Okay, this is also me not knowing everything about F1, and I'm still learning. Well, you're new. You're new. Just just bought a team, so you're brand new in it. I'd never seen this track before in my life going to the Hard Rock Stadium. So I'm like, they definitely just made this. Um, but they'll they'll create bleachers. They'll create uh, kind of like sweet level stuff that uh, that'll be that'll host like businesses and things like that. So it's a whole it's a whole new world that I'm excited to jump in and uh, dive in and get to know more about. Do you get to drive the cars? That's what I really want to know. Dude. Yeah, that's what I want to know too. Um, I hope you're so. an owner. They gotta let you buy. I hope so. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a bit much to just assume that I can get into one of these cars, Jason. The cars that they have are just—they're not just like any. You car. own you know whatever what I mean? percentage you yeah, own of the team. You, that's like, your car. Yeah, but you're you're every single time that car goes out there, you're paying for something like something to like get kind of like new and everything like that like you're you're at you're making sure that that thing is perfect at all times and just letting a jamoke like me go out there and try and <laughs> gas it that's not that's not, <laughs> that's not how it works it. yeah would you even be able to fit they might have a random one in the back that i can jump in that's another good question a lot of the a lot of the racers aren't six five so you're a big guy yeah well each car apparently is estimated to cost around 12 to 16 million so you probably don't want to let a jamoke behind the wheel yeah that's probably a good idea yeah jamoke, you're not stop trying to trying to like tweak that thing and the right you know the right weight all that shit man aerodynamics it's pretty cool how they get those things the science behind it i, I think is really uh impressive but um yeah pat has already invested we've already talked about pat's sports team investments he's got the royals uh the sporting uh kansas city soccer team uh, the miami-based pickleball team the kc current women's soccer team which there is some dispute whether that's his investment or Brittany's investment, but um, now yeah, he's Brittany, officially Brittany's jumped killing. into like, motorsports. Yeah, Pat's obviously been killing it. He's Royals, yeah. Kansas City soccer. He's got the pickleball team and all that, but Brittany's actually the one like kind of like breaking ground, like some new areas, like with the women's soccer team. Yeah, not only getting the women's soccer team, but she's like it's the first women's, I believe, professional team to have their own facilities. Yeah, Connor uh, Barwin did a whole class or something over at Wharton on like sports management or like ownership or whatnot. And in particular, they had like a whole case study done on what they've done with the KC current women's soccer team. Like it's bigger than any other women's soccer team in the world. I believe so. Hats off to Brit. I know that one's like the most groundbreaking that they've invested in. Shout out to the current. Hey, all right. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Fan mentions of the week. Fan mentions of the week, baby. From the official Cedar point Instagram. Uh, hi, Jason and Travis. We heard your latest episode. Sounds like you two need to make a trip to come see us soon. Oh, man. Uh, feel free to bring plus one, Travis. Okay. Jesus. I guess Kylie's not invited, you fucking dickheads. Um, if you'd be interested in being one of the first to ride the all-new Top Thrill 2 in 2024, let's talk. Top Thrill 2? 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So apparently we found out after the episode that they didn't take down the dragster. They're making it better. Oh, it's coming back. And I think it is going to be. Or is it just getting higher and I I think it's higher and faster. And now it's going to go both ways or something like that. Or so, yeah. I mean, listen, I haven't been to Cedar Point in a while. Apparently, there's a number of new rides that we didn't mention that we might need to go on. Dude, we got it. We we named all the rides from our childhood. I don't even know if the Prey Mantis or the Rap the Raptors got to still be there. Prey Mantis is gone. Apparently, we found that out. Ah, oh, that was a fun one, man. You stand up on it, man. And there's a number of new rides that we might need to check out. Dude, yeah. Obviously, I need to get my Dippin' Dots fixed. So I think this offseason, we for sure got to make it back to, to the point. Dippin' Dots and, and Funnel Cakes to Cedar Point, baby. Can't, can't go wrong. And speaking of Dippin' Dots, uh, that brings us up to our next fan mention of the week, which is Dippin' Dots. Followed us on Instagram. <laughs> Didn't know Dippin' Dots had an Instagram, but apparently it does. Yeah, they're killing it. And do you think it's do you think it gets frozen sometimes? That's pretty. That's pretty. It's clever. I didn't make me chuckle, but it was clever. All right, Dippin' Dots on Instagram messaged us. Hey, uh, we heard Travis and Jason, or Jason and Travis, uh, talk about Dippin' Dots today on the podcast during the segment about Cedar Point. We'd love to connect and send them both some if they're interested. Um, yes, I can unequivocally say I am interested Gosh, uh, because I love ice cream and I love Dippin' Dots. Day. Like, you, cool, but the girls are going to go fucking nuts over So they things. talked about sending some. Apparently, it needs to be, a, like, it needs to be frozen pretty hard. Like, it's like, it can't just be, like, barely freezing. It needs to be frozen, frozen. Mm-hmm. So I think we're working out trying to get a freezer that can contain these things. I might know a guy. You know a guy? I might know a guy. Does his name rhyme with uh, Matt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pat Mahomes also saw the clip talking about his Dippin' Dots freezer and tweeted, love some good old Dippin' Dots. Marana. This is my mission now. I need a Dippin' Dots freezer in the O-line room for all of my guys. I need that. I need that to happen. Dippin' Dots, can we please make this happen? That'd be that'd be pretty cool for you guys. I don't know if the Eagles will let it happen because they're all about like frozen yogurt and stuff in the cafeteria. Frozen yogurt? Don't get me started, Travis. Don't get me started. What are you guys eating fucking... Cashew milk ice cream too? I don't. I think in somebody's head they needed it to be semi healthy, <laughs> and I don't think it's that much healthier. And it's definitely not as healthy for your mental health. So uh, I think we need to get the real stuff in there. It's actually really good. Whatever that is in that soft serve machine at the Eagles facility is pretty dang good. You were a fuck. You were a big time gogurt kid. You used to love that shit. I'm not gonna lie. I like dairy. No gogurt. Yeah, you remember it's, gogurt? It's, it's a, yeah, well, gogurt. Any type of yogurt is dairy. I, I, I like yogurt. I like yogurt. I like uh, cheese. I like milk, and I damn sure like ice cream. So I'm 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 in on all of the above. I I need a gogurt right now, dude. There's no way they still make those. Gogurt was awesome because there's no spoon needed. You just need to just rip off the top. Boom! Instant yogurt. What was your favorite dip and dust flavor? Uh, cookies and cream. See, I was always, I like the banana uh, Oreo, the Oreo, the Oreo, my bad. No, you're right. It's cookies and cream, I think. Okay. Well, that one, the Oreo cookie and cream, whatever it is. I like the banana split flavor. I, 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 that's always been my favorite dip and nuts, but I'll eat any of them. Hopefully we can get that done. That'd be awesome. Yeah, for, that'd be pretty sweet. I, gotta I think start I speak for the entire it. Eagles O-line that um, we would uh, we would take lots of photos and put them on Instagram with our dip and See what the tight end room in KC wants, man. See what we can get Ooh. for the tight end in KC, man. Lastly, uh, we got a mention from none other. Than our own 
Heights Schools Foundation. Oh, yeah, baby. This was cool. Travis and I both attended Cleveland Heights High School in Cleveland, Ohio. We are both uh, members of the Cleveland Heights High School Hall of Fame. And uh, this past week, uh, the new inductees uh, were in, and one of them gave a speech. Um, we got uh, uh, mentioned at by the High School Foundation. 101-year-old Dr. Howard Tucker is the Guinness World Record holder for the oldest working doctor in the world. He is a Cleveland Heights High School Hall of Fame induction, um, and he had a speech that entertained everybody. Uh, shout out this- to T. Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Dude, shout out to Dr. Dr. Tuck, man. What a guy, man. This is pretty cool. It took me 83 years while it took Travis Kelsey. <laughs> 10 years. And I'm hoping that now that he and I are in the same fraternity, he will manage to get me the autograph of his lady, Taylor Swift. <laughs> dude, it was, uh, that's so, that's so cool, man. How about that? Remember, dude, I just think that, uh, first of all, being in the Heights High Hall of Fame was one of the coolest things that I've ever, because if you know this, when you're going to Heights in the, uh, I don't know if they still have it. I should go back and see if they still have it. But in the main hallway, we called it the blue carpet area. Yeah. On the blue carpet, they had the, they had the entire like registry, yeah. I would call it. It's probably it like one of those old school Bibles. It was enormous. It was almost like a Rolodex of everybody yeah. that was in the high school hall of fame oh, and like kind of like people. a little story on what they did when they went to Heights, what they do at Heights and kind of what they do after Heights. And yeah, I would skip class and read that kind of stuff. And it was the most <laughs> fascinating thing that I, could ever, that I could ever read, man. I always wanted to be in that. So it was cool to see, uh, Dr. Howard Tucker, um, as excited about getting into the Heights Hall of Fame as, uh, as I was knowing that when I got in, it was simply based off of Jason winning the Super Bowl. Did we get in after that or after your Super Bowl? No, it was after yours. I was just, I was just an NFL player at this point in my life. Just an NFL player? Yeah. I was just an NFL guy. And, uh, yeah, you won the Super Bowl. And they were like, oh, we should make, put Jason in the Hall of Fame. And then they were like, well, you can't put Jason in. We can't, we can't put Jason in without Travis because they're brothers. And, like, they went to school together and everything. So, once again, yeah, That's thank definitely you, Jason. not the way it went down. I think, Thank uh, you, Jason, for getting me in the Heights, Heights High Hall of Fame. I'm just slowly uh, getting into all that because of you. But that's fine. Yeah. Dr. Tucker, congratulations on being the Heights High Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, welcome and to the being team. 101 years old. Yeah, congratulations. He looked like he was doing man. great. Are you kidding Not me? Not only was 101, he's a doctor and he's giving he's speeches. He's probably in better health than both of us. Yeah, I mean, no we're both obese if you look at the charts. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Shout out to the 92 percenters for all of your mentions this past week. Thank you for uh, tuning in and, and writing us and uh, making us laugh. We always enjoy that. <laughs> always the best. But it's time now. For, I think, everybody's favorite segment. No Dumb Questions. That's right. No Dumb Questions is uh, brought to you by State Farm. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Every time. All right. Here's a few No Dumb Questions, just dumb people. Uh, From at Lisa Davis, 4459, No Dumb Questions, question mark. What was your favorite Halloween costume and who got the most candy? 
The only one I really remember is when we went as Mario and Luigi <laughs> in Cleveland Who's Heights High that? School. Who's got that fucking picture, man? I got that photo. I, I can I can get that photo for for the team. I'll, I'll I'll get that. We'll make sure it's on the episode. You see how ecstatic I was to be Luigi, man. You'll see what it, uh, Trap what it feels like to be a younger brother and your older brother force you <laughs> into doing something. <laughs> Just comes home with some overalls and then a what a Mickey Mouse hands. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but it worked. It was a good outfit. It was funny. It was definitely funny. And our like for whatever reason, you definitely look like Mario and I fucking look like a long, thin Luigi. It's it was it was it was pretty good. I will say Halloween somewhat got ruined for us by dad because dad <laughs> we stopped at a very young He's age. He's the Grinch of Halloween. Well, he, he just still pass he, out candy. He just doesn't want to walk up and down the street with you. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe that was the real reason. But the way he said it to us was like, you're not, once you stop trick or treating, you're like, you've hit like another level of maturity. Like he hated <laughs> when like, if anybody was like even remotely uh, like at puberty level, if you were trick or treating, you were not getting candy at the Kelsey household. He would, he would actively reject people. He would say, no, beat it. Get out of here. Not, not, not young enough. So we stopped like before we got to middle school. Like we only did it. Oh, we only did it. It was definitely before middle school. Yeah. Like we were young and yeah. it was kind of fun. Then we got to be a part of like scaring kids and we'd hide it. We'd hide in like leave piles. TPing people's houses and egging people's cars. Yeah. No, that was, uh, of course, kids don't do that to people. All right. No, definitely do that to people. That's Halloween. If you ate, but uh, no, the egging cars was too much for me. No, nah, well, do all that. Screw that. Get into trouble, kids. <laughs> Do all that. I'm going to walk outside and my house is going to be teepeed and all my cars are going to be eggs. <laughs> yeah, don't do it to my house. Don't do it to my house, but definitely go out there and do it because you're kids. That's what you're supposed to do. Go get into some trouble. Don't, yeah, it's all right. Within, within reason. Within reason. Do it. Ed Kelsey's number one rule. You can be stupid. Just don't be real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a that's a Stevie Bogus rule, man. Shout out to Stevie Bogus. It is. A, shout out to Stevie. Stevie, right. we love you, big guy. We miss you. Love you, Stevie. Yeah, Halloween candy. Uh, while we did trick or treat, what was our favorite Halloween candy? I can tell you, it definitely wasn't candy corn. We've already been through that. One of the most overrated corns or candy is candy corn. Gosh, who does the, who doesn't love frosting? That's all it is. Just pure sugar. There's First no all, way like you just hate it. You don't like frosting. It has to be the right amount. Like I'm not a big. I will actively take frosting off. It's got to be like if it's not this, the right like this much, like, right? Like this much frosting. Be, I don't know. It depends yeah, on how that's thick what's the in a fucking candy corn. It, it depends on how that thick much the cake frosting. Is. Listen, if candy corn was melted and put on cake, it might taste okay, but it's not. It's a solid and chalky, and it has no business being eaten on a holiday or being represented as like the gold standard of a holiday. It's festive, Jason. It's festive. Listen, would you rather have candy corn or Reese's? Okay. I'm not putting it over Reese's. Reese's okay. Well, that's what we're talking about. You're talking what about are Reese's the best pieces. Halloween candies? Let's just stop talking about candy corn. What are the uh, best Halloween dude. candies? Um, what were you always excited about when you, you got in your Starburst? Always excited about Starburst. Always excited about. I was a Milky Way Anything kid. chocolate. Yeah, Snickers, a- Twix. Twix. Kit Kat. I'm a, I'm a big Kit Kat guy. Love Kit Kat. Kit Kats got a little overrated till they made the white chocolate ones, and that kind of switched it up and like got me nah, back I on disagree. the Kit Kat train. I, I like Kit Kat original more than white chocolate. But ooh, nerds. Nerds. Nerds are always bangers. Those are so good. God damn, I could go for some nerds right now. How upset were you when you got to? A, because Cleveland Heights, Cleveland Heights had like a lot of former hippies, 
and some people that were very health Former, conscious. Still thriving hippies. Are point. you kidding me? I guess right, once a hippie, always a hippie. Nobody, yeah, you don't get off that train. Either way, Cleveland Heights had, um, there were some houses that would like give you an apple. Do you remember that? <laughs> And I remember just being fucking I didn't. I wasn't furious. putting the apple in my freaking trick-or-treat bag. There's yeah, no as way. As soon as I, I got that apple, apple, I was walking away and throwing it at the house. <laughs> at the house. So hopefully Get it some candy. <laughs> Unacceptable. That was one of my favorite scenes in uh, Big Daddy. When he takes some trick-or-treating and he he's like knocking on the door and sees the guy just sitting there not being like being like, I don't have any candy. What do you want me to get? Yeah, right. And then he goes in the house and raids it. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts just handing the guy like stapler, uh, handing the kid like staplers and just CDs and whatever he has in his hand. I thought it was like cereal or something like that. <laughs> something like that. There was some regular household items in it too, though. Yeah. Is there a bigger like litmus tests for whether you're a good person than the people that aren't home so they just leave a big tub of candy out front with the oh, sign that says only take one that's that's getting raided i did that not too long ago <laughs> that's getting fucking word i'm not dude i never i always just took one dude yeah you're a good kid <laughs> what unsupervised i'm taking the whole fucking thing are you kidding me what about You're all the other gonna... kids after you? What about all the kids after you, Travis? Snooze, you lose, man. Got to be quicker. <laughs> Got to be quicker, man. There's candy all over the place. There's no shortage of candy around here, all right? Like, just because you say choose one so you can get to the next kid, it's like, I was, if you let me put my hand in your candy bag in your, in your house, I wasn't just taking one. I was fucking, it wasn't even like the, it was how much candy can I get? Like that Please was take the, one. So you just you. So this is where you you're kind of like like you would look at it from like a like a legality standpoint. When it said please take one, you automatically instead of one piece of candy is like one handful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in my mind, I'm like yo. That was always the ultimate goal was to see how much candy I could get. Yeah, that's the game of Halloween. Yeah. If you're not supervising yeah, me, that's I'm like just cheating. Gonna like, that's like yeah. taking steroids. You can't take you know. You know. No, no, no. You got to no. buy by the rules. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's just flanking. That's all this is. That's just flanking. Catch them while they're not at the front porch. Do you guys uh, get trick-or-treaters? We don't, unfortunately, we don't get trick-or-treaters. 100%, dude. My my street right now is absolutely lit every single year. Love it. So much fun. Do you give out, what do you, do you give out real size candy bars? I did. I did. I got, I got, got, I got, got. What do you mean you got, got? I, I didn't know if uh, everybody knew where I would lived at the moment. And of course, everyone yeah. knows at this point. It's yeah. all good, though. I love Kansas City. Putting like just being there, handing out candy would have probably been a little aggressive. Uh, I just put it out on the front porch. I didn't say, please take one. I just put a bunch of like big, like king size candy bars in there. And I was just like, all right, just see if everybody gets it. And sure enough, like the first group of like 12 year olds come by. <laughs> just, it basically just ran. Travis, the you entire know bag. how this Didn't works, even... Travis. Yeah, you're right. I thought, you know, I grew up on the east side of Cleveland. It's a little different over there. You know, I'm <laughs> over here in North KC. It's a nice neighborhood. I didn't nah, know. Man. I didn't kids know if kids. The kids are supervised doing this or not. You know, who knows? But I, uh, I definitely got God doing what I did to other households as a kid. So hey, comes full circle. Karma's real. You gotta love it, man. Wasn't even upset. I just screamed. <laughs> I just screamed at them as they were running away. <laughs> Get back here!
<laughs> Next, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. You got to answer this. Are you handing out candy? We don't have sidewalks, so we don't have trick-or-treaters, unfortunately. What a fucking... So where are you doing? You're taking the girls over by dad's? Either that or we go to... Uh, last couple years, I think Kylie's taking the girls over to her parents' house. Nice. And then they walk around the streets there. And I think her parents both give out regular size candy. King size? Regular. I don't know if it's king size, but it's not... The fun size, it's like a well, you just standard. have to buy. If you're gonna go king size, you gotta you gotta buy so much because it's like you're yeah. your your ammo. You just don't have as much ammo. Yeah, you I don't know think I mean? kids should be in king size. I think I think a regular candy bar is about as high as you should probably go. Or if you know you really care, you give them an apple. Apparently. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move on to our next uh, no dumb question from at m. Rob 10, I can't understand no matter how my dad or husband explain it. What is the flag for pass interference for? Isn't the goal to interfere with the pass? <laughs> I mean, to an extent. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. I'm Rob. That is a fair Very point. Fair. You definitely want to interfere. You don't necessarily want to interfere. You want to more so just like play the ball. You want to interfere with the ball, not the player. I'll let Travis explain. He's a, He's our resident expert in pass interference, both offensive and defense. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, it's a tricky situation, you know, and uh, at the end of games, they tend to just uh, really harp on it. Um, <laughs> <there's> no, <laughs> is that what I did there? I'm kidding. So pass interference is uh, basically when a defensive player or offensive player restrict the other person from making a play on the ball. I think that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, when the ball is in the air, the the defender can't physically impede the the offensive impede. player's ability to catch the That's ball. That's the Is word. That a fair way. The Is in, that, you can't impede. So you can't go out of your way to hit the offensive player's hands or body uh, because it would be unfair. You can go for the ball as long as you're going for the ball because you have a right to like make a play on the ball. Correct. But if you're holding a guy and restricting him or like he has to like strain through contact yeah or you tackle him these are all illegal ways to defend the pass and offensively you can also, and you can also, i was about to say offensively, offensive, yeah. you can definitely get called for it i actually thought i got called for one uh yesterday and they didn't and i was like and i looked back and there was a flag right by where the contact happened they called it on the defense and i was like oh, how about okay. that the chiefs not being called for a penalty who would imagine that hmm so it is it does seem to be a pretty reoccurring thing. If you watch it long, and it's always kind of on the ref. The ref is kind of like judging it. Some guys will let let you play a little more physical. Some guys will let you, you know, they don't want the grabbing or anything like that. I'm glad we're bringing this up because this is one of the reasons I'm a big fan that a couple years ago they actually made defensive pass interference or offensive pass interference a reviewable play. And one of the reasons I'm against that and I'm also against people just throwing things out on Twitter like they're officials is because – when you slow things down, it appears different than when it happens at real speed. And that call in particular is such a subjective call for the official. I think it's important to see what that happens in real time. And it's there's going to be times you disagree with it. There's going to be times where you think it's a no-brainer. But I'm in big favor of leaving that on the officials. Trav, yeah. do you – you've played a long time in the NFL at this point. Are there certain officials that you know – call that differently or like when you go to a game is there well, crews no, well, where you're like i've played with this guy as the official before i know what i can and can't get away with or that he is a stickler for like 
pushing off maybe at the top of the route? Like, do you, does that ever factor into how physical you're being with your route running? No, I feel like I just play the game how I feel like I can, I can get open. Whatever works. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there has to, ha- there has to be that balance of being physical. It, it, it seems like it would be too hard to, I, w- I would never go into a game and be like, Hey, these guys don't call holding. I'm just going to hold all day because then I'm going to have <laughs> a record not, number of holds. <laughs> that is not what you want to do. 100%. I'm with that. All right. From at Leanne Ellis, uh, five, seven, four, eight. No dumb questions. What are the books behind Travis? What is each of your favorite books? Oh, shit. <laughs> what do we got back there, Trav? We got, uh, I don't, honestly, um, you guys know I can't read. <laughs> so, me. I've heard a bunch of people mention that uh, the Odyssey is back there. It is. The Odyssey. Is that a good one? Do you, do you know who the, the main character in the Odyssey is? Homer? Ooh. That's a good try. Is that right? It's not right. The, wow. the name is uh, Odysseus, but Homer, I think, is who wrote it. Which... Odysseus. What is this? Uh, Greek Greek mythology. So yeah, Iliad and the Odyssey is a is a is a Greek, uh, and Homer, I think, was the one who finally wrote it down. But I think it's like one of those stories and collection of like myths and stuff like that that kind of assimilated, well, assembled over time into like a congruent story. Anyways, yes. It is a book. Ooh, a little Mark, uh, a little Mark Manson. Uh, the subtle, the subtle art of not, not giving, giving a, a fuck. fuck. That's a good book, and Ooh. I think it's a, I think it's an important thing to live your life with. I have, uh, I've been, I've, I've got the syndrome, dude. So have you, like, have you not is, read that? It book? is a full on syndrome of not giving a fuck. If like, you read I just, that book? I just develop that. No, I don't need to read that to know how well, to I not mean, give a fuck. Listen. If there is, a, there is an art to it. There is a very clean art to well, it. I think you got it down because, like, if there's an art to not giving a fuck, <laughs> it's not giving a fuck about a book that's telling you not to give a fuck about. <laughs> you want to know how good I am at not giving a fuck? I didn't fucking read that book. <laughs> what a play! What a play! There's no way we're the only ones that made that pun, but that's a good one. <laughs> Is that even a bun? I don't even know. There's an art to it, baby. There's an art to it. I know you're not a big reader, but I know you've read books. What's your favorite book you've ever read, Trev? <laughs> Jason, I haven't read one in so long. We did summer reading classes, and Dad made you read sometimes. Dude, I don't remember any of these books. I feel like I read a book called The Energy Bus. It was a short book. It was real thin. Yeah, and, I think it's a book. Yeah, and I, uh, Butch Jones, our college coach. Shout out to Butch. Butch. Down there in Arkansas State. He, I think he was the one that recommended it to me. Nice. And it was, just, it was a book, The Energy Bus. Obviously, you can go out and read it yourself. Um, but just bring the energy, man. Be be a fucking, be a good person. Don't be, one of my favorite quotes by Butch. This is what he said. Either you're a fountain or you're a drain. Yeah. Either you're a fountain or you're a drain. Yeah, you read, read it in Butch. Butch yeah, voice, right? either you're fine. Either you're fueling people with life or you're, or you're fucking draining it out of them. Yeah. Be a fountain. Don't be a fucking drain. And I would That's just hear cool. him, hear him with his microphone at practice. Kelsey, you're draining me. You're fucking <laughs> draining me with your body language. I'm just like, God damn it. I'm fucking exhausted right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not excited about this long drive drill. Your practice is draining me. Remember the book fairs? Yeah. 
Dude, those are my favorite. You know what That's I used great. to get at the book fairs? What's that? Posters. Posters. They had. They always had that one. They bin did have posters of, of sports posters. Yeah, that would be in there. Like, that's what, that's no way. Straight to Eric Lindros. No way. Dad, can I get it? It's like, it's a book fair. Go grab a book. We can get that too. But go grab a book. <laughs> Dad knew what he was fueling. We're at least going to pretend you're going to read this. Yeah, go get a book. Get something. I don't know what to get. I don't know what I'm into. I really liked the Goosebump books when I was in that age. Then we got Captain Underpants one year. Captain Underpants. Yep, yep. I'd rock that one. I don't really remember what the books were about, though. It was so fucking long ago. There's another time-traveling one that was really good, too, that I enjoyed. Weird Science? No. Classic. It wasn't The Time Traveler's Wife. It was another one. Fuck, what was it? Favorite book, Harry Potter. I know it's... Seems like it's like, oh, he's just picking, you know, a blockbusting movie franchise as his favorite book. Uh, but no, I, I was a big fan before the movies. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was No Dumb Questions. Just Dumb People brought to you by State Farm. Go talk to an agent today. <laughs> All right. All right. Before we keep going, we need to shout out our sponsor, Prize Picks. Yeah. Prize Picks is a skill based, real money, daily fantasy sports game, and it's the easiest way and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And with basketball season now here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the quote unquote specials league. That's right, a league that's specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So a about that? way to play some fantasy sports, some fantasy sports. <laughs> Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. That's pretty quick. Quick withdrawals, uh, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And now for this portion of the ad labeled personal experience to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey, because we are active NFL players and cannot participate. But you know who can? That's right. Our intern, Sexy Brandon, is back. Sexy intern, Brandon. Sexy Brandon. How <laughs> was your weekend with Prize Picks? Thought we'd forgotten. Thought we'd forgotten that bit. Uh, that we is... will never forget that bit. Well, Even no, that's probably going to be the biggest Halloween costume we got. I can be pandered well, too. Sexy. That's fine. I'll have Jake sexy just hit, smash that Reese we bought and every time an intern costume comes up. Uh, but w- what we want to know is, were your picks from this last week as sexy as you are? No, Jesus. no, no. I, I, unequivocally, you should skip the next you five seconds. A- we probably can't say that. But yeah, no, I'm not great at this. I'm not great at this, but I am having a really fun time. So I don't know what that means, but I'm having a oh, blast boy. at Price Picks. But yeah, get hey, out of well, here. Keep ha- keep having fun yeah, with I'm it. I'm going to say the things you already know I'm going to say. Hey, folks, now that it's just us. Uh, look, not a great week for me last week. I'm sure if you guys saw the picks put out on social, not ideal. But here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to just keep riding the A.J. Brown train. I really am going to take A.J. Brown with yards. I'm probably going to throw in Jalen, and I'm probably going to sprinkle in old Travis Kelsey reception touchdown. But again, make your own entry. They've got everything from passing yards, receiving yards, pass, receiving yards, combos. you got field goals in there. You could even do INTs, which I'm thinking of, but probably not going to do. But anyways, Price Picks has everything you want to play Daily Fantasy, uh, no matter where you are. Let me get the guys back in here, and I'm going to leave. Gentlemen. Perfect. All right. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, see you uh, later. Brandon did you guys right, and um, and you guys can win some money. And Brandon, hopefully, you don't win too much money, so you can keep coming back to your real yeah. job, and that's being an intern for us. 
<laughs> and if you want to get into daily fantasy this season, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights. Use the code new heights uh, for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash new heights, code new heights for daily fantasy sports made easy. Oh, if there's one thing about this show, it's that on occasion there is a giant dog behind me, and you've probably been wondering just what the hell it is I feed that thing, and the answer is, besides loaves of bread and anything else you can reach on the counter, it's the farmer's dog. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real, healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. And my wife prefers that they eat this over the goofers in the backyard. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble. It's not canned goo. It's just real healthy food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on the unique nutritional needs. So get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy dog food at thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash new heights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Let's get to our bold topics to wrap up uh, week seven in the NFL, starting off with both of our games. Uh, but first, we're going to get with the Chiefs Chargers game. That's right. Chiefs 31, Chargers 17. Trav, what are your initial thoughts for your uh, your first matchup with the Chargers this season? Man, that was a fun one. We put it all together as a as an offense and as a you know just a collective team, and um, it's fun, man, seeing everybody kind of like still rise up into their role in the offense, um, and then just going out there and balling with old Patty Mahomes. Man, that guy is uh, pretty darn good. Yeah, he's an electric play waiting to happen every snap, and um, it's just fun as hell playing with that guy, man. He was on, he was firing on all cylinders, both pass game and getting it getting it done with his legs. It gets a really good pass rush and uh, and really good defense altogether. Well, it was fun to watch. I, I was able to catch a little bit of it. Obviously, we were getting ready for the Sunday night game. But one of the things I really enjoy when you guys play at four and we're at Sunday night is I get to watch it in the locker room. When you're at halftime, we're still not even getting warmed up on the field yet. And all the coaches come out, hey, brother's having a big day. He's already got 140 yards. Like, he's killing it. And I'm like, yeah, might set the record. Yeah, we were all watching uh, and, and keeping track of it. So it's always fun whenever – those two time frames take place. But of course, Sunday was national tight end day. If oh, you yeah. want to call Big it that day. Big um, day, baby, you guys got your six straight win. Do you think you made the most of this uh, very not real holiday? It is 100% real holiday, Jason. No, it's not. It's not a real holiday. How is it not a real holiday? Cause it's not Travis. What do you, what is a real holiday? Every day is made up. No. Every day is not made up. There are days that are universally acknowledged as being holidays. So it just has to be universal. We just got to get the world in on it. Or America or like. America's in in on it. No, it's not. America's in on the NFL and the NFL's in on it. Let's take a poll. Let's take a poll. Ooh, nine two percenters. Let's take a poll. Let's take it to the poll. Don't you fucking disappoint me. Don't you disappoint me. Let me point this out. We're going to do this right now. I was going to wait till later in the day. I was going to wait till later in the episode. We're going to get to it right now. You know what other day? People are petitioning that October 22nd is. You know how many people put submit these patents? October 22nd is also, besides National Tight End Day, if we're going down this rabbit hole, October 22nd is also National Nut Day. Okay? Ooh, right. National mm. Nut Day. 
Yeah, it's also I was going I was going fucking nuts yeah, on Sunday. This How about that? How about this? It's also International Caps Lock Day. It's International Cap Lock Caps Lock Day. Uh, how I was running was cap was all caps. That's how I was. That's how I was playing. Caps lock. Caps Isn't that what it's locked. Called? Yeah, yeah. I was oh, caps gotcha. locked in. I was locked yeah. the fuck in, oh. and I was going uh, nuts. October twenty second is also uh, National Anna Day. Uh, it celebrates people that are named Anna. No, that's birthday. You can't do that. Where does this entire nonsense stop, Travis? Nobody's getting behind either of those three. Everybody's yeah. getting behind National Titans Day. October 22nd, if, as if National Anna Day wasn't enough, it's National Diego Day. Ooh, Diego's a fun name. And there's a lot of Annas. There's not a lot of Diegos that I know, at least. National Lauren Day, National Make-A-Dogs Day. Uh, Make-A-Dogs Day? Yeah, National, National Make-A-Dogs Make Day. 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 Yeah, we don't need a day for that. You can just make a dog's day. Uh, National Mother-in-Law Day. Uh, never which made I, dog's day. Honestly, I should really celebrate that day because we'd be lost without you, least. National Scar Appreciation Day. Um, National Tight Ends Day. Oh, that's what we're also on. I'm over it. <laughs> Fucking. Can you we don't get to just make days days. Make we a, can we make a National Center Day? No, I don't. Can we just make a national nope. J just make a national Jason's Day? There's got to be a Jason's Day. If out there's there. a National Center's Day attempted to be made, I will boycott. I you will boycott. boycott it. I will boycott it. I will boycott National Center's Day. I guarantee it. The only day that we need to get behind You're is National Grinch, New man. Heights Day. You're just <laughs> a national a National New Heights Day will take place on February thirtieth. <laughs> That's right, motherfuckers. So leap years? That's leap it? years uh, at midnight only. When you're caught in between, that's when National New Heights Day is. <laughs> you're in between the dimensions? Yeah. Where are we in? Where are we? Is this February or is this March still? I don't know. <laughs> well, you're here first, folks. We got a day. I'm out. I'm out on the National. You're out of... <laughs> Oh, you're out on National Tight Ends Day. I'm I out on National Tight Ends Day. You just brought all that up to say you're out on National New Heights Day. Oh, I, I'm, I'm making a joke. There's no fe February 30th does not exist. Oh, man. Uh, but National um, Tight End Day. All right, Dude, whatever. At, as, as a tight end and representing all the tight ends in the tight end world, yeah. I respectively want to just say fuck you it was national tight ends day and all the tight ends <laughs> were fucking balling all right look at the stats they were balling. it they was were a balling. fucking tight end day so, it was hey and it was mccall hartman's day in kansas city because he was finally back on the squad getting back on track to the game and getting out you guys had a fun little handshake before the game oh yeah no we've been doing that for a long long time that's my guy man i don't know how he got out of new york man but uh we got him back in kc and um, sure enough, he showed just how great of a player he is as uh, I'm pretty sure the first return he had. He had a few different he had a few like fair catches, but the actual first return he had um, was like a 50 yard return late in the game. And just yeah, just catapulted us into scoring, uh, uh, scoring that drive and then going up two scores, 14 points um, and sealing the deal late in the game. I mean, it's me call Hardman, man. One of the fastest guys in the league. Back with the Chiefs, baby. How about that? <laughs> well, not only is McColl back, but uh, the offense is back. Last week on the show, you talked about Nagy challenging you guys to stop talking and playing well. Uh, it was time to do just that. 
Seems like you guys got that all figured out against the Chargers with uh, 483 yards of total offense. Pat threw right for 424 Damn. and four touchdowns. All four touchdowns going to different guys, as he is so used to doing, spreading that ball around. MVS got in the end zone, baby. Rasheed Rice. T-Rav and uh, Pacheco, obviously, there at the end. T-Rav, baby. Kansas City's most wanted. 321 of those passing yards and three touchdowns came in the first half alone. Damn. You guys are balling in that first half. There ain't no doubt about that. Um, is the goal always to spread the ball around as much as possible, or is that a concern, uh, like a uh, a big time emphasis this week? I don't think I don't think you're a good offense if you're one dimensional or two dimensional. You got to you got to spread that thing around, and you got to get everybody involved. I think that's that's every offense, you know. Yeah, uh, it's like it's, a sprinkler uh, system. If you only water one area of the grass, like people are, you know, it's going to be all muddy. Be yeah, you're not going to have. Good yeah, landscape. you got to get the you got to get the water all over the. Place that's like nice <laughs> sprinkler. It's more like oh, you're that kind of sprinkler. <laughs> that's a good sound. That was a banger. Yeah, no, I think you got to you got to spread the ball around. Obviously, there's going to be games where you know, I mean, it doesn't always work like that. Um, you just got to find a way to to put up points and get downfield. But um, and it's just that much more fun, man. You get everybody involved. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. Um, everybody's in the zone. It's just it's just that much more fun of a game. And uh, certainly uh, Sunday at uh, in Kansas City, that was a blast seeing everybody getting getting a piece of it. Well, you guys spread it around, but if there's one person who was hogging it a little bit, it was the Big Yeti himself. Had another monster game. You want to see the fucking game? <laughs> you finished with 12 receptions for 179 yards. Damn. And a touchdown. Is your second highest ever receiving game trailing only a 191 yard performance against that same team, the Chargers in 2021? Uh, what is it about the Chargers that, uh, leads to big Yeti sightings? I, I just think it's irony that it just, that all of this, all of this keeps happening against the Chargers. Um, fair enough. It's just, uh, opportunity. Um, and then being able to just make plays. I think, uh, we had a good feel for the, uh, the Chargers defense this time. And sure enough, um, Coach Reed was dialing them things up. Yeah, baby. And yeah, it always always fires me up when you when you hear when you leave a leave the huddle knowing that you're about to get a a bullet from Pat Mahomes like, hey, right over the middle of the field. This is coming right to me. Oh yeah, they're in cover three. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's yeah, I just think it's irony, and I got all the respect for guys like Derwin James, uh, Kendricks, both the Bosa and Khalil Mack. They get, they have guys over there that are Pro Bowl caliber all stars. You know, so it's just. Um, being locked in throughout the week, kind of what I said about Coach Nagy uh, challenging the team, challenging the offense to you know really just be us and uh, and stop hurting ourselves. Um, we had not, we didn't have very many penalties on the offensive side. I jumped off sides or offensive side. I jumped off sides um, as one of the penalties. Yeah, false start. Um, so that obviously punching my face, punch myself in the face for that. But I think that. Uh, just answering the bell and and keep getting better. I feel like the the games in October, November, obviously going into December, if you have a chance to hit the playoffs, those games are so crucial in learning more about this football team and just keep finding ways to get better every single week. And you got to go out there and just play your tail off. That's the only way to get better, man. You can't be hesitant. You can't be thinking about it. You just got to, when that ball snap, you got to go and, uh, and we'll fix this after the game. But um, I think we just put put a full game together, and it was fun to, to find a way to grind it out at the end. 
Well, we got to talk about your touchdown uh, because um, I still don't understand how you scored or held on to the ball. I do not know how the fuck I got in there. There was a, it was, it all was just like bang, bang, bang. It was just like snapped the ball, looked bad, passed through it right in my knee, caught it, fumbled it up to my chin. And then somebody's on me. I'm thinking I can like lean in and then I just become like a piston, just like a straight up pencil, like a pencil dive. I'm just like holding the ball. I'm like, this is not a good scenario. This is not, I feel everyone coming in and like punching at the ball. Then, and I'm just like, dude, I, don't know how, I don't know how you held on to it. Push but me I, did, in. I did see my man Creed Humphrey and I think, was that Trey Smith as well? Trey Smith, yeah. Both and of them. Juwan's in there too. Juwan's in there is too he? getting some Juwan action. Juwan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, there he is. My dog's, all three of them are in there making sure i find a way in the end zone but yeah that they was brother, a very they brotherly shoved you in the end zone there. Oh, yeah that's a real brotherly <laughs> shove right there well that touchdown was your 50th touchdown from pat damn which is the fourth most touchdowns by any quarterback tight end duo in nfl history um it was uh came with 15 seconds left in the first half uh a nice little shovel pass uh for a, a yard uh and um a nice little brotherly shove and and you're in there Listen, my dog, my dog Patty Mahomes knows how to give me the ball. All right now, all right, he knows how to get everyone the ball. Yeah, nice little read the end. Oh, and is uh, stretching up. Boop. It was nice. It was real nice. Second half defensive battle. Uh, the score was twenty four seventeen in the first half with five touchdowns scored uh, just in the second quarter. But the second half of the game was a little bit different, uh, dominated by defensive stands until the Chiefs' final drive at three thirty left in the fourth quarter um, that ended with a Isaiah Pacheco touchdown. Yeah, the screen that Trey Smith had a fucking great block on as well. Excuse my language for all those that are counting my swears. It felt like the second half. I wasn't obviously. At that point, I'm getting ready for my game. But watching it and being tuned into it, it felt like it was like almost like there was less possessions for both teams. Like it felt like it went quicker. I don't know if that is what it felt like to you guys. The whole, the whole game actually felt like it went pretty fast uh, yeah. for me. But um, yeah. I know the first quarter flew by and the third quarter flew by. But it was yeah, like third the, quarter was over quick. Yeah, second and, and second quarter and fourth quarter. I don't know. I, I remember a lot more in those drives for sure. What were the big adjustments the Chargers made to kind of slow things down in the second half a little bit? Um, they pushed me at the line a little bit and had uh, a little bit more bracket coverages on uh, on crossers. And I don't think it was always focused on me, but they had like a, a rob a thief or a robber coming from the sky to kind of take anybody that was crossing the field. Yeah, but it was usually whichever side of the f- field you were on for the most part. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, I think it was uh, that was that was really the only adjustments they made against against me in coverage. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. They uh, they tightened up. I think the biggest thing for us was getting that run game going in the second second half, and we just we couldn't get it going fully. You know, we had a few decent runs here and there on first down, some good gainers that set us up for second and medium or second and short, but. Um, I think that's the memo going into next week is we got to be able to run the ball better, even when they know we're we're running the ball and we're kind of running out the clock or at least taking yeah. our time getting down the field. Well, the Chiefs defense continued uh, some dominating performances, and it got even better there in the second half against the Chargers with a shutout. Not right now. In the second half and finished with five sacks and two interceptions. Did Chris Jones get a sack? That's a good Did question. Did he keep his sack streak alive? It's a good question. I think he got in there. I'm not sure. Intern Brandon, can we get Intern a, Brandon? Gonna a get yes or no? Yeah, you're a nay. Maybe in a little right. bit. If he didn't, I know who had a great game. Was his first game back was Charles Menehu. Ooh, there we go. 
my dog was balling. He had a not only I think he had two sacks, um, had a few QB pressures and a and a swatted pass that ended up getting deflected uh, into uh, Legarius Sneed's hand. So that was a big time turnover for us in the red zone. And just seeing him back out on the field, enjoying what he does best, and that's just wreak havoc as a defensive lineman. It was great to see him out there having some fun with his new team, my dog. The LeBron stat of this game was that Travis Kelsey now has five career games with at least 150 receiving yards, joining Shannon Sharp as the only tight end in NFL history with at least five games of at least 150 receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, that's that a LeBron stat would have been LeBron's the only one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, so I don't this think is that's just, a LeBron stat. This that's is just, like a, this is like a, you, this is where you're at in the rankings of, a collective. But shout out to Unk. Listen, baby, hey. anytime I could be listed in, in any category with Unk, I'm, you know what I'm saying? That's a good company right there. And we did find out Chris Jones, no sack, unfortunately, sack streak breaks, but I'm sure he'll be quick to get another streak going. Last thing for the Chiefs game, as we all saw on social media, uh, Taylor was in attendance, and it's turning out that it was good she was in attendance because they put your stats up. When she's at the game and when she's not at the game, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when mm. T Swift not be aware of this is at the game, you are averaging 99 yards, and when you are left with only your friends and uh, remaining family there, you are at 46.5 yards a game. <laughs> as, it, a, as it says I mean, in the in the edit or whatever it is, left to his own devices. <laughs> Well put, well put. It kind of, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that sentence, but yeah. Not only is social media noticing it, but it appears that Big Red is noticing it because he weighed in. <laughs> That's Andy's, right. Andy's, in his post-game press I love, conference. I love Coach Reed, man. What a guy. He was asked uh, about your big game, and his response was, Kelsey keeps getting better with time. Taylor can stay around all she wants. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Listen, when you're getting when you're getting Big Red's approval and blessings, you know you're doing something right. That's right. Shout out to uh Chiefs Kingdom. There we go. Way to get a way to get a dub, baby. Uh divisional game, baby. Always always never easy. No matter what the score looks like, never easy. It's just you know you gotta come with it, and sure enough, we got another big one next week. Perfect. Hey, shout out to another one of our sponsors, State Farm. Hey, State Farm helps you score an affordable price when you bundle home and auto insurance with the personal price plan. The personal price plan lets you call the plays so you can choose the home and auto insurance coverage that fits your needs at a price you can afford. Who doesn't like to call plays and bundling home and auto? That's a pro move and just another way to save with a State Farm personal price plan. So talk to State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state. All right, now it's time to shout out another one of our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Teals. Who's that, Trav? That's Dr. Teals. How about that? It's game time, Jason. And we know better than anybody that means high-impact action on the field all season long. That's right. And we've talked about on the show, you guys know 
we're big on pre and post game routines. I'm a big sauna guy. Trav, you're into the infrared sauna. Uh, post game recovery is essential for professional athletes and Dr. Teal's pure Epsom salts help athletes feel their best after tough workouts. Soaking in Dr. Teal's Epsom salts is the uh, secret weapon to your recovery routine that you didn't know. Trusted by the pros who, uh, who push their body to the limit. Week in, week out. Dr. Teal's recharges muscles and helps speed recovery so you can feel your best. It's time to work hard and recover just like the pros do. Grab Dr. Teal's Epsom salt, soaks today, and elevate your game. Again, go ahead and try soaking in Dr. Teal's to recharge your muscles and help speed recovery so you can go even harder tomorrow. All the 92 percenters out there tuning in, you can find Dr. Teal's Epsom salts at Walmart. Eagles 31. Dolphins 17 on Sunday night football. Ah, God, you guys were out there in the Kelly yeah. Greens looking fucking clean. Ah. Yeah, baby. Actually, you guys, why the why the heck did you guys ever stop wearing those things? Those things look sweet. Well, I think uh, Jeffrey Lurie brought the team and he wanted to make his own thing maybe. I don't know. I don't know what happened with uh, Kelly Green going to Midnight Green. I personally love the Midnight Green. Uh, but, there's nothing wrong with some Midnight Green. Right? But I also love the Kelly Green. I like both of them. And it and was the silver, an honor. The silvery gray that they got going to that Kelly yeah. Green. Man, that's a it, nice fucking It was dope. It's, it's it was a cool. nice touch. I'm not going to lie. It's a I've real always nice wanted touch. to wear it. I've always wanted to wear the jerseys and uh, I missed out on it. The last year they wore them was the year before I got to the Eagles. So to be able to wear the jersey was uh, pretty special, for sure. Initial thoughts from the game, though. That's a huge win over a high, high, high-powered offense over there in Miami. Yeah, obviously, huge game for us. Um, coming off of the Jets game, wanted to bounce back and uh, get back in the uh, win category. And we knew, we knew we were in for a tough game. Obviously, th- dude, the Dolphins... Offense has been unbelievable this season. They almost broke a, a record that has been around as long as the NFL has uh, in terms of scoring the most amount of points in a game. The speed they have on offense. Can I just say, every time I think I'm used to how fast Tyreek Hill is, I'm not used to it. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Like it, dude. It, nothing TV like does it. not do it justice. Like, you see it on the field, and there's you're like, bro, like it, how is he that quick? Bro. It's insane. Imagine running a route. And you're like, you're just in your route. And all of a sudden you feel this fume, like a, just a car, like a car just flying at the speed of light just flies past. You're like, what the fuck was that? Whoa. Like you, you feel like when you're on the field, you fuck, you feel how fast he is, man. And it's, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing, man. You know, we knew offensively we were going to have to come with our A game. We knew the firepower that they have as an offense in Miami, but our defense, man, they showed up big time. Yeah, that's huge, man. Got big play slayback, man. I mean, really, they only gave up one touchdown on the day, and that was kind of a a, a busted type of coverage. Like they were double teaming uh, Tyreek, but he some. I mean, again, that speed is deceptive. I think <laughs> he still found his way right there. It's Put insane, bro. And then we obviously had the interception for a touchdown that happened off like a. Jalen was getting hit while he was throwing it, but the defense was so dominant all game long. Um, so really fired up to see that performance from them against, I mean, at that point, the best offense in the NFL. Good team ball right there, man. You guys complimented it, man. And then, uh, you know, for us, you know, still got to clean up the turnovers, but uh, it felt like we were we were playing really, really good football, uh, and we were playing as a unit really, really well. I don't know. I just felt like everything was kind of clicking, and uh, 
Uh, it helps when you have AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. There's no question about it. So yeah, felt good. Well, before we get to all the uh, stats and all the teammates having uh, an unbelievable game, shout out to tight end you and Dallas Goddard. Um, you actually pulled up to the game in style. It's pretty cool. Dude, dude, where the fuck did Landon Dickerson get that Mustang? That is just, a yeah, just nice got it. car. Yeah, sick. And um, Landon, and I, Landon drives me to the game quite frequently because Kylie – drives herself down and then we drive back home together after yeah, the game. From the hotel, so uh, you drive with Landon. Yeah. Normally we're in his truck, uh, but he just recently got this nice Mustang and decided to drive it. And let me tell you, we were getting some stares and it wasn't because we were Landon Dickerson and Jason Kelsey. It was because that was the most badass car I've ever been to a game in. And I once went to a game in a fire truck with uh Ooh, Danny Watkins as a Danny rookie. Watkins the fireman I think, himself I don't this might have topped it Shout this to thing Danny. was this it was thing like an old was school loud. fire truck too that thing was sweet yeah. it was it was it a was, vintage fire truck that thing was, was cool. gnarly. I like that thing but this thing was cool too this I don't even know what style making all that stuff all I know is that it was loud as shit and uh we were blaring some uh some good old 80s rock and roll that's what I'm talking about man you just got to you can't you can't like you can't go in there and Listen to new music. Yeah, when we can't listen to Creed like or Nickelback you know I mean? or something like that. You gotta. You guys pulling out the Nickelback. Oh, Would have been electric, but not not in a, not in a classic Mustang like that, man. You gotta you just gotta blare some good old rock and roll. That's a hell of an entrance. If you're gonna show up to Sunday night and ball out, hey, it got us in the mood right that away. Starts it off. Listen, like Dion said, man, look good, play good. And Landon was like in full dress as mode, full leather jacket. Oh, was he, he went green with like grease lightning? Dude, he was straight out of grease. I love it, man. Oh, Landon Suko. Landon Suko. <laughs> the offense was rolling, though. Huge game against uh, another high powered offense going into it. You knew you had to put up points, man. J- Jalen finished the game with 279 passing with two uh, two passing touchdowns and one rushing TD, and A.J. Brown had yet another record-freaking game, man. Ten receptions, 137 yards, and a tutty. I've been telling you the, the key to the Eagles' red zone offense is getting the ball to your tight end and feeding him, and you guys finally did that. Might be a little biased, but yeah, you've been saying that. Dallas, I mean, he's one of the best weapons you have on your team, one of the biggest mismatches, whatever. Dallas's uh, five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown definitely helped out last night. And No doubt. Why do you think you guys were able to find the success in the red zone? Like, I know you guys have kind of been harping on touchdowns, or at least that's what you've been telling the 92 percenters. Um, what do you think it was this time, though? Just focus? or Yeah, we executed. We didn't kill ourselves. We had one mishap in the, the, the first drive where we had like a quarterback draw on like a Hard to convert third and nine. Uh, but outside of that, we were pretty efficient in the red zone, I think. I'd have to go back and check the stats. I don't know. We were putting more time into it. Obviously, this is something that we've wanted to get corrected. And um, for the most part, we didn't kill ourselves. We didn't have unnecessary penalties. We didn't have you know drop passes. We didn't have sacks that we took. So I think when you're kind of not killing yourselves, uh, a lot of the times uh, the issues get corrected. Yeah. I can see it, and you found uh, that found out that you had a really good tight end. <laughs> the brotherly yeah, shove dominates again. 
Yeah. You went four for four on the brotherly shove. It's crazy you guys are running that four times in a game. I mean, we've yeah, we've run it more than that. I mean, it's it's the most unstoppable play in football the way you guys do it. An offsides penalty was incorrectly called again on Landon and the brotherly shove. It's you every single time, dude. I I, I know I'm I'm destroying Landon's uh uh, rating right now because he's getting unnecessary penalties on him. Listen, I don't know what to do. I, I need to get in a four-point stance for the play so I can get as low as possible. I think that the goal we're going to try and do is go up to the referees before the games and just remind them, like, hey, in these situations, I'm going to have two hands on the ground. Uh, I, there's been a lot of people online that have been saying, hey, w- can you wear, like, different color gloves? Like, wear pink color gloves or put something on your hands and – Listen, as we've talked about on this show, I don't want refs looking at my hands. Like, I'm not wearing any auxiliary colors to let these dudes know what's happening with my hands uh, on defenders. So that's not going to happen. But we will uh, – I'm going to do my best to just remind them, just a friendly reminder, hey, uh, if you see another hand on the left side of that ball, that's because it's my left hand. It's not Landon Dickerson's hand. So, But you're still off sides, Jason. Huh? You're still off sides. Who? You. I'm not off sides. Your hand is offsides. No, it's not. I'm the center. I'm allowed in the neutral zone. How do you think I hold the ball, Travis? You're a cheater. That's all I hear is you're a cheater. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you should wear pink gloves then so the refs know. Yeah. Um, and my holding calls go through the roof. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> the biggest brotherly shove was in the fourth quarter, fourth or one on your own 26. That's yeah. a ballsy move there by Sirianni and the gang. The Eagles looked like you guys were going to punt it at first and then took a timeout and ended up just putting the ball in Jason's hands. And uh, always a fun one. Were you surprised by that one? You know, um, I'm never surprised when we call it on a one-yard situation because it's such an efficient play for us. Uh, but that one was one where I was like, out in the field when I knew it was short, I was like, man, do we sneak this? Or you know, our defense has been playing really good. Do we punt it and uh, you know, kind of hope that they hold these guys off? I'm assuming Sirianni heard the booze. I don't. Maybe because Philly didn't hear knows the booze. how good this. Philly knows how good this play know. is. Apparently, there were booze. I didn't hear the booze. All I know is the punt team came on. I'm like, you know what? I get it. I think that's fair. And the about. Immediately when we got to the sideline, he's like, no, screw this. What am I thinking? Get back out there. We're doing this. And I'm like, all right, all right. You know what? That's fine. What is it like at the bottom of those piles? Um, It's uh, it's what you expect, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people weighing on you. Um, you're getting squished and you're, you're just waiting. A lot of it is just like, uh, 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 and then slowly people start to get up, and you're always the last one up because uh, you're at the bottom Dude, of it. And I'm, I'm nonstop, and I'm pretty sure everybody in the family or everybody that that knows you is all in on this exact same mindset. Um, as we were talking to intern Brandon before this, uh, <laughs> when the, there's a QB sneak, I'm nonstop like trying to like find you. I'm just like, where is he? Where is he? Is he at the bottom? Is he at the bottom? Is he at the bottom? And it fucking blows my mind when you just pop out of the side, standing up and like kind of running out. I'm like, how the fuck is he? How is he standing after yeah. a QB sneak? And everybody's like initial reaction, just to dive right at your feet. It is the most mind blowing thing I've ever seen. It's like magic when you pop out the other side, like standing up. Yeah, typically if I'm still standing, that's not good. So hopefully that doesn't happen often. But oh, the New um, Heights Reddit wants to know how accurate this meme is of Jason at the bottom of a dish bush, <laughs> Peter Griffin. I think that um, if there's 
I don't know if that's that exact. It's clip, not, but, but yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Right here. But that one is a good one as well. It's a, uh, you know, people keep asking, you know, is it like painful? And it's, it's weird. It's not like painful. It's not. It's football. Yeah. It's, it's grueling. Like it just drains you. Like it is a energy draining play. You're just like fighting and keeping your feet moving and falling down and people are falling down on top of you. And it's just a, it's a mental toughness play. There's no question about it. Advertised. Everything you think that is, it is that. Pretty much. Well, Sirianni's post-game press conference, he weighed in on the, the old conversation of banning the, the the shove or the tush-push, whatever you want, or the brotherly shove or tush-push, whatever you want to call it. In quotes, people can't do it like we can do it. Don't ban this play. If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. I know. That's, I mean, he's not lying. That's right. He also said every first down, it's first and nine, knowing that if you're <laughs> – if you get a fourth and one, <laughs> shoot, a lot of the faith in that play. All right. I don't know what the fuck I just read, but basically every, basically, every first down, you guys are only thinking about nine yards instead of the we 10 We don't need to think about need. 10. We only need to think about nine because if we get it to nice. well, you, can, one, you guys are also down. going for it on fourth and three. So you guys are first and seven every fucking time. Um, <laughs> we, we, did, we didn't do the quarterback sneak at fourth and three. We just uh, went for it on fourth down in that like part of the get field and AJ had a big catch. Damn. You know, I, I don't know. Man. I think he's fired up just because, you know, it's something that we do really, really well. And yeah, it's prideful, man. Shit, it, you know what's coming. You're, you're in quotes saying that to the fucking lineman that gets you going up against with it. That's good stuff. And more and more people are trying to ban the play, which, yeah, you know. Well, that's probably because uh, everybody that's not running it or everybody <laughs> that's running it that's not the Eagles is uh, is only getting 67% success rate this year. So, yeah, this shit's unfair. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that play. I will Fuck. say this. Fuck how cool not, that name is to Philly, the brotherly show. Fuck that. I'm not going to say whether it should be banned or whatever. All I'm going to say is I disagree with people that don't think it's an exciting play. Like there are people that say like, it's not football. It's not like an exciting, like is is there a more exciting play than the brotherly shove on fourth and one? Like when is the crowd? Like, what do you, you want to see more punts? That's what you want to see. You want to see, you want to see catch it back there. Yeah. But that that happens once out of how many punts, what's more exciting, a punt or people smashing together for one yard. You got my vote, bud. The crowd might be roaring more for that play than it is in the red zone right it now. Is it is insane play, dude. It how is much, whether it's an away play. game, whether it's an away game or a dude, home game, the it crowd's is, into it. That's all I know. I've never, I haven't been in the stadium yet while you guys are doing it at this point oh, in it's the insane. season. I already know. Yeah. They're probably that's exactly what it is. The punt team goes out there and they're probably booing Sirianni. Like, <laughs> we know you got that. You fucking run it. It's unstoppable. I can hear every fan in Philly. Philly, don't kill me for my terrible Philly accent or whatever I just tried to do right there. The big play slay and the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense ended up holding the high powered Miami Dolphins. Yeah. The record setting Miami Dolphins offense right now with Tua and Tyreek Hill and all those fucking speedsters. You guys held them to 17 points. Yeah. And they, and listen, in fairness to them, they're down some guys right now. They have some injuries going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, incredibly impressive performance by our defense. I, I didn't know how it was going to go, to be honest with you, because, 
Dude, I don't know. You start seeing Tyreek Hill run, like we said before, and you're like, man, that guy's fast. And then you and start the seeing two or three of the like, ball. It's very, it's like if there was an offense, if I was an offensive coordinator, this is my, this is my kind of fucking offense. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's. They, there's a lot of everything like misdirection. Everything blends off of each other. Yes, yes. Very tricky offense to kind of like. You have to be extremely disciplined offensive or defensively. Everybody's got to stay in your gap, stay in your gap, yep. stay in your gap. Mm-hmm. Contain, contain, contain. And then the the that's what you guys did. The Eagles defense, the defensive line. Played phenomenal, four sacks and an interception uh, by the Eagles defense, and uh, the return of big play Slay, and he came out. Then his name, uh, he held up to his nickname, man. Hey, they call him it for a reason. Got him a huge interception in the red zone. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's uh, isn't it? It's the game is just so much easier when the defense does really well and the offense does really well. How about that? Isn't that just like it's so simple? If they just mesh together like that, but um, it's any given fucking Sunday. So I mean, if your defense is playing well and you're not turning the ball over, you got a pretty, good, pretty good recipe. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have a good shot. You think? Uh, where do you think this ranks in terms of the best defenses you've played with? They played a hell of a game the other night, um, and they've to date they've played pretty good, minus maybe a couple games, but um, they've been at times just dominant and. Uh, it's tough to – I mean, I've seen some really, really good defenses, defensive players. I'm not a huge fan of, like, comparing, uh, you know, different years to different uh, teams, but – They're all different, man. They'll bring their own challenges. I know this one. These guys are damn good. Uh, the, the the front five, four, whatever package we're in, the defensive line um, is, is dominant. They're big. They're strong. They're fast. They're athletic. Uh, the linebackers all play well within the, the system and the DBs. Uh, I know we just added another one, as we'll talk about here in a second. But, um, yeah, got a lot of good players and they're coached really well. And that's uh, led to, um, you know, what is turning into one of the best defenses I've ever seen. So nice. Hopefully that keeps happening. The LeBron stat of the game for the Eagles versus Dolphins is uh, with their win over the Dolphins, the Eagles now have – an 11-game win streak against animal teams. That is hey! fucking – see, that's a LeBron I don't even stat. know what kind of that, – that's a LeBron that's stat? That's a fucking LeBron stat all day, 100%. That's great shit right there. That's good shit. Animalytics is what we're going to call that. We lost to the Jets, not an animalytic team. Nope, not an animal. We lost to the Chiefs, not an animalytic team. Yep. That's lost just the, the only com- time you play teams with animals, you win. So. Yeah, well – Call us the zookeeper. Ooh, nice. All right, now trade news. Yeah, baby. As we uh, we end this uh, this week for the uh, the Eagles. Breaking news, really today. Howie Roseman is working his magic yet again, going out and getting um, one of the best safeties in the game, and he's been that way and kind of like under the radar to a lot of people. Um, I know him as one of the best because when I play him, it is a long day every time I play <laughs> Kevin Byard. Big time, big time trade. You guys got uh, Julio Jones, um, and now you guys got Kevin Byard going into the second half of this season. And uh, Byard is a two-time pro bowler, uh, two-time first-team all-pro, and former uh, NFL interception leader. And uh, – the coolest, one of the coolest nicknames in the league. How about I mean, that? His name is the mayor. I mean, dude, when your nickname is the mayor, that's a good sign. I feel like. <laughs> we both played uh, Bayard at the Titans last year. What you're really getting is a physical player, smart player, and that's always good at the safety position. Guys that, that, that understand zone coverages, that understand run game fits, 
Um, and just a guy that's not going to be out of position. He's always going to be there to make the play. Uh, strong tackler. Um, and honestly, he's really one of the biggest, like, safe. He's one of the bigger safeties kind of left in the game. Um, like, he's not a small dude, and he's still very athletic and can run with you. So, um, yeah, it took us an overtime to beat the Titans last year, and I remember every single uh, every single down that I had him man-to-man, he made it tough on me, man. I honestly do not know much about Bayard. I've talked to guys on the team, including A.J. Brown and Julio Jones that played with him in Tennessee. And let me tell you, everybody's fired up that this guy's joining the team, which is making me fired up because <laughs> I like good players and good teammates. So, All right now. Um, yeah, I'm fired Fire up. And up. listen, if we accomplish anything this year, we are going to have to send the nicest of thank you cards to the Tennessee Titans for <laughs> A.J. Brown and now Kevin Byard. Um, Shout out to Brave uh, Northeast. Yeah, Ohio man. Connection. Dude, loving that. Well, Jason, as we uh, as we finish up this Eagles Dolphins matchup, um, I'm really curious. Uh, did you bring the the Eagles Kelly Green jersey home so that I can get it when I come to Philly? So that you can get it. Yeah, that's I called dibs on it. Trev, um, you can't call dibs on something that's not up for sale or grabs. Well, you're not doing anything with it. Yeah, damn, I'm, I'm keeping it. Jason, stop. It's going to go right with my mummer suit in the basement. Jason, in the closet? No, it's not going in the closet. It's going in a trash bag in the basement. It's my <laughs> trophy. <laughs> it's my first time ever wearing Kelly Green. It's going to go where it belongs. Right next to the Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I did talk to Raekwon Davis after the game. I do got to get him a Kelly Green jersey. But that first one, I, I, I'm going to have to keep just because it's 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 a big uh, – that was really, really cool. My first time uh, wearing that Thank you for that, that man. Fuck. That's so gold. That's so that's so much more gold than you people even. Uh, the 92% is going to be – I'll get you one, though. I'll get you one. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't even – dude, that alone. You put it in the bag. <laughs> Just keep it in the trash bag. I don't even want it. Let it be. Let it be in your home. Damn, that was good. All right. Well, shout out to the Eagles. Hopefully, we can play them. The fighting Miamis um, coming up here in a couple of weeks in Germany, as well as you guys did, dude. That's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to watch that. All right. I'm sure all of the 92 percenters out there tuning in are looking to come up to a Chiefs or Eagles game this season. And that's uh, where today's sponsor might come in. Trev. That's right. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Hey, now. <laughs> With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. Boy, is it. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. Damn. Whoever you want to see. Trav, are you uh, headed to any concerts or sporting um, events? I mean, we just went to the Phillies game, so we did that yeah. together. Uh, you got anything concerts, else coming up? Been to a lot of sporting events. I um, don't know of any off the top of my head that are happening. Uh, well, if you don't know but, off the top of your head, you know where you can find out where they're happening? SeatGeek. That's <laughs> right, because SeatGeek puts all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. And each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. So look for the green dots. Green means good, and red, not so not so good. Second mm, bad. Red that makes bad. sense. Well, and every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And uh, you know we came through for you guys. Oh, boy, you know, did that's we. That's what we do. That's what we look out for these 92 percenters. Use the code KELSEY10 for 10% off tickets 
on SeatGeek. That's right. Code KELSEY10 will get you 10% off tickets whether you're a new or existing customer. Open the app and type in the code right now. Right now. For 10% off. All righty. It's time to shout out one of our uh, next sponsors. It's uh, the Experience Smart Money uh, trademark debit card and the digital checking account, which Trav, I have to say, the commercial you did for this is yeah. uh, some of your best work yet. Ah, I thank you. It's on point. I appreciate that, man. Might not be the only one you see from uh, oh. Experian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Might have another one. But this was a lot of fun shooting this thing, man. Uh, how did you feel about my my like real acting performance? Could you tell that I was pretty pretty pumped up to see my guy with no debt? Yeah. I mean, listen, if there's few things that I know that fire up Travis, it's somebody with no debt and a high credit score. I know what a low credit score and a lot of debt feels like. <laughs> and uh, Not to get good. out of that hole, man, fuck, it's like having shackles on and just breaking them off. Yeah, that's difficult. Check out my commercial on the uh, Experian YouTube channel if you haven't seen it. And yet, more importantly, 92 percenters, check out the all-new Experian Smart Money debit card and digital checking account. It can help you build credit without the debt. That's right. Not going to lie. I wish I had this back in the day. I think uh, we both do. Kind of already talked about this. My, my credit score would have been a lot better if we would have did this. No question. I paid for everything with a debit card and didn't build any credit uh, for years because um, I didn't really have a credit card and I didn't couldn't apply for one because I didn't have a job, but I was paying for stuff, which means I should have been having a better credit score. Anyway, this really sets this uh this apart. It really does. The uh the digital checking account is automatically connected to Experian Boost, which helps build your credit. It just makes sense. Just use your Experian Smart Money account for uh eligible monthly bill payments like uh utilities, like your cell phone bill. What else? Streaming bills or, bill. Yeah, uh, everything water man. bill. Streaming to raise your credit scores, man. Yeah, you can do it all. All you 92%ers out there should make sure to get your hands on an Experian Smart Money debit card and digital checking account at Experian.com slash Kelsey. Again, to get your Experian Smart Money debit card and digital checking account, go to Experian.com slash Kelsey. Experian is not a bank. Experian boost results will vary. See terms uh, at Experian.com slash legal. We had to say that. Legally. Player insights on NFL storylines. That's right. Only two teams in the NFL are sitting at six and one right now. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, the, the people that write the scripts would keep, right. us in, <laughs> keep us in this year. Man, that's crazy, man. Let's talk a little week seven roundup, though, man. Uh, let's give some quick thoughts about the biggest headlines for week seven. This dude, Miles Garrett, man. Dude, it's insane. Yeah, Miles Garrett might have Colts by himself, <laughs> dude. I, is... Dude, it's have you been watching? Like it's dude, him. What? You could not draw up a better, more synergistic defensive coordinator and defensive player. Like Jim Schwartz plus Miles Garrett and the whole NFL seeing it. Like his style is just get off the ball as fast as possible and wreak havoc. And let me tell you, Miles Garrett is doing as much havoc as possible. He is wreaking havoc. I don't know what we're doing. Like, why are people still letting tackles block this guy one-on-one? -on -one? Like, it's... We got a chip. We can. Every time no, we chips. got a chip. The tight end is staying in. He's not getting out. No. We are, we'll run... We're the biggest mismatch on the field, Jason. We're yeah, not but the tight end, the, ta the, the tackle and the tight end together are going to double him all game long. I'm not letting him be one-on-one -on -one with anybody. You can't... I mean, it's not an option. 
Yeah, either that or we got to get the ball out quick. We got to get the ball out quick, boys. Behind backup quarterback P.J. Walker, the Browns beat the Colts 39-38. to that was, a, that was a good game, too. Miles Garrett had nine tackles, two strip sacks, one tackle for loss, one pass defended, four quarterback pressures, and, of course, this highlight where he jumps over the line to block a field goal. Oh, shit. The ultimate flank, the hurdle. Dude, it's <laughs> insane how good time, this guy is. Dude, this guy's he can beat you with power, speed, finesse, power, more power. He practiced against us this offseason and single-handedly ruined the practice. Like, I'm watching. I'm like, dude, it, 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 like, we can't let this happen. This dude's got some shit figured out. And I'm watching it all happen in real games, too. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Fuck. He's crossing over. And then a center is just blocking him one-on-one. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's a tough situation. I'll tell you what. I ain't making that call. There ain't no chance I'm blocking it. Like, we're, we're sliding this. <laughs> Fuck that. What are we doing? Dude, I'm with you, man. You can't let just one dude just fucking completely take it over. But it's I'm pretty sure everybody has this mentality. Like, we can't let this guy do it. And he does it uh, yet again against the Colts, man. I guess he's he's on-game planable. Shout out to Believeland and uh, the freaking... The dog that they got at D-line, man. That dude's a fucking beast. I mean, I guess the Colts did okay. They still scored 38 points. Like, like what? I mean, yeah, they're, that's, <laughs> that's damn good, too. But, yeah, Miles Garrett, holy cow. Um, he's having a hell of a start to the season. Yeah. We already went over the National Tight Ends Day. Jason. Yeah, it's my favorite day of the year. Um, the holiday we all know and love was celebrated all across the league with tight ends having massive days. I mean, it, you can't deny that it was a tight end day. I mean, there's no question about that. Mike Gusecki sealed the game against the Bills with a one yard TD. Gusecki uh, had said to, uh, he would do his stop infamous gritty. Doing, yeah, th- which is really <laughs> the skedaddle. You know, it's not the gritty. <laughs> is, that what the, the is that what he calls it? I, I heard it somewhere. I'm not sure if he called That's it. That's good. Or not, but after getting roasted for it last season, he's been hitting his version of the gritty, uh, which is the fucking best. I love it. It's epic. Dude, what's that new one called? It's not the gritty. It's like uh, it almost looks like you're running in a circle that is all over social media. What's that called? That's a good one. I don't know what that one's called. 92%ers help us out, man. I enjoy watching it. Pa Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco hit it when he got in the end zone after the last touchdown. Oh, did he? Yeah, he hit that thing. But let's get back to some tight ends here. Mark Sorry, Andrews. Yeah, back to the tight ends. Mark Andrews, four catches, 63 yards, two tutties, um, 38 to six blowout victory over the Lions, which was definitely not on my uh, bingo, bingo card right there. I did not expect them to just go in there and absolutely uh, walk the Lions, man. The Lions have been on fire lately. Yeah, the Lions have been fantastic all season long. But shout out to Lamar Jackson. It was <laughs> Lamar Jackson's uh, first half was pretty damn impressive. I, don't, I didn't get to see the second half, but shout out to the the Ravens' defense too. They, the Lions' offense has been putting up points. It seems like on everybody, holding them to six, dude. Big time plays. This was Mark Andrews' ninth career game with at least two tutties, though, uh, yeah. tied with Antonio Gates for third most uh, such games by a tight end in, a, in his first six career seasons. Damn it, well, LeBron stat. That is. That's a, that's a damn good LeBron stat. Mark Andrews. <laughs> Giants tight end Darren Waller led all Giants receivers. Seven catches, 98 yards, and a tud. Um, and a 14-7 to win over the Commanders. Yep, yep. The old fighting B enemies. Um, Vikings' TJ Hawkinson put up 11 receptions. <laughs> 
getting double digits in receptions. That's what I'm talking. That's how you feed a fucking tight end on that on a national national tight end day or the day after national tight end day, whichever way you want to say it. Um, Eleven receptions, eighty six yards uh, since he did play on Monday night against the Forty Niners, and uh, they found a way to get that dub. That was a, that was a wild game that, that I'm was sure a great we'll get game to, to here in a second. As uh, a tight end yourself, do all the tight ends uh, conspire together? to have momentous games on National Tight End Day? Dude, I think everybody's so in on it that like the game plans are a little bit more around the tight ends. I think that's I think I think it's I think everybody's in on National Tight End Day but you. Well, if that's the case, you guys should just uh, don't do National Tight End Day, do National Tight End Month. Then you get a month of getting plays designed for you. Damn. You're or National Tight End Year. No, you can't. National do that. Tight End Season. No, that doesn't work. No, it's not as good. You can't do a whole season. Yeah, it's too selfish. Way too selfish. You can't just make a whole season. <laughs> you can't do a season. <laughs> shout out to all the tight ends, though, baby. Way to fucking show up this week. And shout out to all the game planners for feeding the tight ends. As you can see, the list of stats I just went down, all those teams got dubs because they fed the boys. Feed your horse, as my dog Chris Pearson says. Feed your horse. I think the whole world's in on this. Flag football is coming to the Olympics, baby. We're yeah! we're gonna win a gold medal. Dude, we're gonna win it. I I, I mean, who's gonna beat us? Uh, well, I was saying specifically, me and you. We're gonna win. Well, it. I'm not. Yeah, you're out of your mind. All right. Uh, it was announced get you, that get flag you out there in football. The backer. <laughs> I don't get roasted in flag football. Chasing little Italian guys around. Listen, the whole reason I started playing football was so, because I could hit people and put a helmet on. Flag football is not uh, going to be drawn to my strengths. It was a. Uh, it was announced that flag football will be an Olympic sport in the 2028 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. Ooh, and it's going to be in the backyard. This is cool. This is really cool because we actually talked about this with Nick Sirianni too. The NFL is encouraging players to participate in the Olympics. It's already generated a ton of interest. Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Micah Parsons, and Gronk oh, are yeah. some of the guys who have already expressed interest. Dude, I'm excited about this. 2028. That's yeah. We're we're gonna be long gone. We're gonna be old. It, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't. So, and, I don't want to speak for Gronk, but Gronk's probably gonna be a little bit old too at that point. But I mean, me and Gronk are the same age, so yeah. That's oh, yeah. yeah we're all in the same boat in that regard. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think we're all just gonna have to be like assistant coaches or some shit. But I need a fucking. I need a gold medal, so I need to be on that roster at some at somehow some way. Dude, as we've talked about before, one of the downsides of playing football is that there isn't an ability to represent your country. As of right now, as a football player. Yeah, you can't be world champions, like you said. Yeah, well, as uh, Noah Lyles said. Yep. So we're excited about this. I mean, this is going to be really cool. For the yeah. first time in the history of our sport, guys are going to be able to represent their countries and play football, albeit flag football, not anywhere near as cool, but it'll be fun. And I don't, I th- do you think the USA team is just going to absolutely demolish every other team? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, yeah, we're going to absolutely smoke everyone. Like, who has a chance? There's some foreign players in the, in the NFL now. Like, what is no, Jason? No, don't do this. It's like Jordan Mulata. I'm actually surprised that this is becoming an Olympic sport because I would love to just see what flag football looks like in other countries right now. Dude, maybe they're doing some weird stuff that we've never seen before. I mean, you got to think like New Zealand. New Zealand's probably playing rugby. I don't know if Peter King is going to like what they're doing out there in the flag football field. <laughs> just lateral in it, left and right. Just, like, just... What if they just come out with a, a rugby offense? 
it's going to catch us off guard. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I, I mean, you know, it's uh, an interesting thought that I was actually brought to my attention by one of our trainers. Shout out to Julie uh, in Kansas City. And it was actually brought to my attention that the Summer Olympics are actually when training camp is. I know. Guys are going to miss training camp, so which is probably why there's a miss- lot of interest. <laughs> It's actually surprising pick that the NFL would me, encourage please, this. Please, for the love of God, pick me, <laughs> get me out of this long drive trip. <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting uh, scenario. But we'll see in a few years just how it all plays out. The thing that the players are going to have is the NFL is for sure going to be encouraging this, as they already are, because there's the one thing that the NFL is trying to do, and I think it's blatantly obvious with how many foreign games we're having. The NFL wants football to be a world sport. And they sure are trying. And the Olympics is one way that all of these other countries are going to be able to compete um, and, and gain interest in the game of football. Even though it is flag football, it's still going to be football. And um, I think the NFL is going to want football in general being played and viewed. So the best way yeah. to do that is have the best players in the NFL dominate the freaking Olympics. Dude, you know what other sports gonna, is making its entrance to the Olympics? Spike ball. Lacrosse. I thought it was already in. Lacrosse isn't an Olympic sport. I don't believe so. Not a summer Olympic sport. I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure it's it's going to be 2028. It's going to be the first year. That's cool, dude. I might be able to do that. Might be, that's what I'm saying. I can play center midi. Uh, center dude, D. I mean, I can play center D at 40. Are you kidding me? There's no chance. What? You don't think I can play center D right now? I think we should go play lacrosse with some like legit lacrosse players and see how bad we are at this point in our lives. First of all, being, yeah, no, I hear you, but legit, <laughs> that's American. That's American lacrosse players. Going <laughs> <laughs> up against, going against, you know, whoever else is out here playing lacrosse. Like, well, Canada's good, I think. Canada's where I, I believe the game, like the current rules got invented, right? You might know a little bit about history that I don't know. I know it's a Native American sport. Intern Brandon, please get on the Google machine or whatever search engine yeah. you use. But I believe, yes, lacrosse is a Native American sport. But I believe the current like game rules were written by Canadians. Brandon, can we please, for the love of God, type something on the computer to say yes or no to that? Should be an easy Google. Can you do something as an intern for us sometime? Modern day lacrosse descends from and resembles the sickball games played by these. Brandon, we just various said we, that. we already said that. This doesn't answer the question. Do you know how to Google? For those of you that don't know, Jason actually played all the way through high school. Ooh, we got one. Hold on. Jean de, that's French, whatever that 100%. is, uh, recorded Ontario, observations Canada. of a lacrosse game in 1683 in what is now southern Ontario, Canada. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Either way, it's got roots all in the North American uh, region. Uh, so I don't know. There's some good players up there uh, north of uh, Lake Erie that are that are getting into it. I, and I can see Canada giving giving the NFL a run for its money in uh, in flag. No chance. <laughs> I just want to see a reaction. Um, is it Canadian rules or is it NFL rules flag? Ooh, what if they just create their own like rules? I, I, don't you get you get like an extra skill guy up there in Canada, don't you? You also get the running starts. So is it like on? Is what's the field they're playing on in the Olympics? These are all questions that we can't even answer right about. now. We yeah, just know exactly. it's a sport. Yeah, I was going to say those of you that didn't know, Jason played lacrosse from seventh grade all the way through high school, and I played seventh eighth grade years, and just in the backyard with Jason uh, all the way leading up to when I started playing. One of the funnest sports 
I have ever played in my life. Uh, for those of you that uh, have a lacrosse team or are thinking about playing lacrosse, highly suggest it. Awesome sport. And if you're around any uh, lacrosse, uh, like college games or Dude, even indoor lacrosse. It's awesome. Electric. It's great. All of it's good stuff, man. It never gets enough love, so I wanted to throw that out there. That, uh, yeah, me and Jason did, played every single sport, and we were really good at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, baby. All right, let's get to our stamp of the week. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what a stamp is, uh, we always give a shout-out to whoever's taking their game to new heights uh, week by week. And uh, this week, I'm going to highlight a very familiar name, a guy that is uh, taking um, the wide receiver position to new heights. And that's A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown had his fifth no, no, consecutive no, game reaching no, no, no. 125 receiving yards, tied with Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson, Megatron. This dude is getting into Megatron conversation, dude. So he's tied Megatron and Pat Studstill. Um, hmm. Hopefully I said that name right from 1966. Jesus. Uh, as long. the longest streak in NFL history. So he's got uh he's got one more game of over 125 yards receiving and he is the record holder. Had 10 oh. receptions for 137 yards this past week and a touchdown in a huge Sunday night football game. And because he looked fucking sweet in those Kelly Green jerseys, you got my stamp of the week, AJ. Hey. Congrats well, on taking your game to new heights. You, you took record, my dog. teammate as uh, the guy that I was going to do my stamp of the week on, but that's fine. Um, I hope that next Sunday is National Receivers Day because I would love for A.J. Brown to break this record. Start it up. Just say it, dude. Say it right now that it is, and then it will be a national day. What's next Sunday? Tell him you declare it. I, from henceforth, <laughs> I declare October 29th as National Receivers Day. Just you know, just go National AJ Brown National Day. National AJ Brown Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's done. And it'll be on it'll be on Google next week. So perfect. <laughs> All right. Who's your stamp? If you're picking AJ Brown, I gotta go to Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Hopefully everybody is watching the game Monday night. Uh right after the Phillies game. Obviously, uh not in the best of moods as a Philadelphian, but I turned Monday night football on to watch Kirk Cousins take on the 49ers. Kirk I mean, his nickname is a mocking nickname. He's known as Primetime Kirk, not for good, but as for, I mean, his onslaught of poor performances in primetime football games. It is. It's a dig. And dude, I'm happy for the guy. He balled out. Yeah, he was. He's fucking balling. He's balling all year. He's been balling all year. So against arguably, and I mean, on paper and in real life, the 49ers defense (laughs) is damn good across the board. And Kirk went out there and threw for 378 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and a Vikings 22-17 win against the 49ers. It was an impressive game. Um, And let me tell you, they were getting pressure on them. Javon Hargrave, uh, Armstead, Bosa. It was the score and those stats that Kirk put up were hard fought and impressive. I mean, some of the things he f- snuck out of, I don't know how he did. Yeah. And he's doing it without Jefferson, which yep. is mind blowing. One of the best receivers in the freaking game. Addison uh, stepped up big time was an honorable mention for a uh, stamp of the week. Uh, shout out to Addison. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a Kirk Cousins show, man. And he was finding ways. And he got my guy TJ Hawkins in the ball right, right now. Not only was it the Kirk Cousins show, it was the primetime Kirk Cousins show. He might be officially changing the meaning of his own nickname that was designed to mock him. I think that that's really cool. 
And I've always liked Kirk. So congratulations, Kirk. I'm balling out. Um, I guess his former coach too. Like Ooh, Shanahan damn, with the for, over in Washington. Two two together, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, this damn. was this is a big game for Kirk. And shout, um, out, to, shout out to Kirk, man. Against, the game. Against leaving probably, the game with the, the chain swinging. Dude. Big chain guy. Big chain big guy. Big chain guy. Sports Center top ten chain uh in his post game as he was running off the field. I'm just like, damn, that boy Kirk got chains on chains on chains. I don't know if he has a top ten play from that game, but it was a it was a good game. All right now. Either way, exciting game. Uh Took down, I mean, maybe the hottest team of football right now in the 49ers uh, who have looked darn near unbeatable, if we're all being honest. So, shout out to you, Kirk. Yeah, take your first uh, New Heights stand of the week, Bubba. All righty, that's it. We're done, officially. Show's done. We're wrapping it up. Uh, do whatever you guys want to do from here on out because we're done. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes come out. And make sure you check out our bonus video that will drop this Friday. We'll talk about our week eight games, whatever else the interns decide to drum up and uh, probably get to some pretty cool highlights. I think we're showing footage and stuff in that video. So you might want to check it out. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, and this episode is presented by the all-new Experience Smart Money Debit Card. Oh, how about that? <laughs> yeah, the debit card that builds credit without the debt. How about that? It's so convenient. It is. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S for fun clips throughout the week, and thanks to our production and crew again Hey, for always making us looks so much better than we are love yeah. you guys and uh maybe intern brandon gets us a little bit quicker info on these google yeah. searches but yeah maybe uh other than that you're the best brand um 92 percenters thank you for always <laughs> tuning in until next time peace what's your go-to karaoke my go-to is dan band total eclipse of the heart and i need you now tonight I fucking need you more than ever And if you're lonely, hold me tight Cause we'll be holding on forever And we'll only be making it right And we'll okay, never boy. be wrong Together we can take it to the end of the line Your love is like a shadow only on the tide I don't know what to do I'm always in the dark Living <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>